Life by Divine with Sue DeMay fosters deep healing and profound awakenings as she guides you to hear, answer, and trust the highest calling of your heart. Your host and sacred guide is global impact visionary leader Sue DeMay, a best-selling author, international speaker, and gifted intuitive healer who challenges all of us to shift from life by default or even life by design to truly living life by divine. And now, here is Sue DeMay. Welcome to the show. It's an honor to be here once again with you. And I am inspired today to talk about the ego. So the topic that came in this morning was denying your ego will empower your ego. And there's a lot of a lot of conflicting information about the ego. And I want to kind of dispel some of the myths and some of the the, the truths and ideas and beliefs that we have about the ego and just share a little bit about what I've been shown over the years around the ego. Now I've been studying the ego for, wow, like a, a couple decades now, it feels like at least 20 years. When I look back, I was fascinated by the idea of the ego and how it actually really plays in our lives and what the purpose of it is. I know I've, I've tried on the whole idea of denying the ego. I tried on the whole idea of believing the ego is the enemy, trying to get rid of the ego. Then I tried embracing the ego. I've, I've kind of gone to all, tried on everything basically over the years. And what I've discovered and the guidance that I've received, particularly in the last three to five years around the ego, is that it's an essential part of our human experience. And it serves a purpose until one day it doesn't. And the challenge is at that point where we no longer need to believe we're separate and we no longer need the ego to play the role it's been playing. It's evolved. And by that time, it's evolved into this overprotective helicopter parent that will stop at nothing to keep you safe and keep you playing small and, and keep you protected. Now, the challenge is when that happens, unwinding from the ego and the deep stronghold it has over us is very challenging at that point. So today I want to talk about how we can look at changing our relationship with our ego, changing the way we see the ego and learning to embrace our ego which really frees us to lead with our heart, to let our divine nature be that force that animates our human experience. So we're able to actually embody our divinity and allow the ego to step aside, allow the ego to naturally organically dissolve. Now there's different stages of the ego. There's different stages of of its evolution. I talk about that in my book, The Evolution of the Ego, how to unwind your ego as you embrace your humanness and embody your divinity. It's not about denying our human experience. It's not about denying fear. It's not about denying 
all aspects of the ego and what it, what it feeds or provides in our, our human experience. To deny our ego is to deny our humanness. And to deny our humanness is to say no to having this human experience on this planet at this time. We're here for a reason. There's a purpose to our life. There's a purpose to your human experience. There's a, a reason that you're born the way you were born and, and look the way you look and speak the way you speak and have the, the calling in your heart the way you have the calling in your heart. There's a part you're meant to play, a role you're meant to play in this world. And when you say yes to play that role, you're saying yes to serving all of humanity all together, all at once. And we're contributing to the healing of the whole of humanity, the healing of the whole of our planet. So we've come to have this human experience and to deny our human emotions, to deny our human thoughts and beliefs and, and experiences is, is not helpful. And in fact, it usually leads to more harm. So the ego is not the enemy. Fear is not the enemy. Pain is not the enemy. Other people's ego is not your enemy. And when we can understand the ego, when I, when, when I can help you provide a level of understanding around the purpose of the ego, how it serves our human experience. And then when you understand how it evolves and it suddenly hijacks our, our life, our human experience, then you're able to actually unwind from it. And when you can do that, you can honor your human experience. You can meet others in their humanness. You can meet them and witness their ego and see it for what it is. And you can have an understanding and that level of understanding provides space for compassion, compassion for each other and compassion towards self, even compassion toward our ego. As we embark on this human journey, we, if we can understand that there is a greater purpose than we realize, and often that purpose is bigger than our minds can, can grasp. So the invitation is always about being deeply curious, being in that space of wonderment in the mind. And when we're in that space of wonderment and curiosity, there's, there, we don't have the room for judgment. Judgment doesn't come in. And when we're in that space of curiosity and wonderment, we actually create the opportunity to walk with deep trust and blind faith. I've had a previous, many previous episodes around the ego and I, Remember one, I was talking about your human self and your divine self, and your ego self, and kind of looking at the differences between those things. And in the beginning, it's helpful to see your ego as separate from you because we believe in our human minds, we believe in separation. We believe we're separate from everything and everyone. So we need to meet, <clears throat> meet ourselves in our humanness. We need to meet ourselves in that belief that we're holding without judging it. 
And we need to meet others in that belief that they hold so that we can create a bridge of connection. And in that bridge of connection, we can start to unwind the embedded fear. We can start to undo the programming and unlearn all of those things that we've embraced as true for us. I spoke last week about, is it possible to embrace your truth without judging others, without judging their truth, or even embrace and honor one truth that you're standing in and then being able to have the courage to let it go when it no longer resonates and, and it evolves into a deeper understanding or a deeper truth. So in every moment, our divine spirit is meeting us in our humanness and reminding us of our divinity. But we need to take these steps and follow these bridges that bridge our humanness to our divinity. Otherwise, it's too much of a stretch. It's too big a leap. And the mind can't come along for the ride. That's why we have these different teachings and different lessons and different understandings. And there's times, we know, I can go back and listen to what I, you know, I had a radio show back in 2014 or 2015. I also had one way back in 2008. And that one was redefining fertility. I could listen back to those episodes even from the radio show Expect Miracles in 2015, I can listen back to those episodes and I can, I can feel and sense the evolution of my divinity. And even looking back and listening, I could, I could probably hear how the ego is embedded in the message. Because as much as I was, my intention was not to have the ego in play, it was in play somehow or another. And some of those messages way back when were embedded in fear because I was still hooked by the fear. And over the years, I've learned to clear the channel. I've learned to dissolve fear, particularly when I'm, when I'm working with a client or when I'm channeling a message. I just open up and the words come through. And often I don't know what I'm about to say. And sometimes when I'm speaking to someone, they ask me to repeat it. I'm like, I don't even know what I just said. So I've become this clear channel for the message. And during that time, the ego dissolves. The ego does not exist. So the message comes through straight from the divine. I've cleared that channel. I've created that bridge by doing the work, by creating awareness in in how the ego comes in and embeds itself and how it is using fear disguised as love. I've done the work in creating awareness around the spiritual ego. And I'm not saying my spiritual ego is gone and dissolved and never will come back. I, I witness it here and there. I can see it in play, but it doesn't have the stronghold it used to, and it doesn't have the blind spot it used to. And usually when I'm aware of it, it 
it kind of shifts because I shine light on it. But I'm not immune to it. So the ego is here to allow us. We created the ego. First thing you need to know, you created your ego. You created it. You fed it. You've nurtured the relationship with it one way or another. You empowered it. Intentionally or unintentionally. So if you look at the ego as the enemy, then you're the enemy. And that's not true. So the ego is designed to allow us to have this experience of being human. Being an individual human in this world. Having unique features and messages and experiences to allow our soul to evolve, to contribute to the experience of all of humanity. But the truth is we're all an extension of one source energy. We're all an extension of the divine. We're a unique expression of the divine. which allows us to have these unique experiences and impact the unique experiences of other people based on our interactions and our communication and our connections. Directly and indirectly, we're always impacting the whole. All parts impact the whole. So the ego serves a purpose, allowing us to have this human experience and have this individual expression. And the fear comes in and either can empower us to choose love because in a human level, we learn through contrast. We, we, our minds are based on, on the understanding of duality, light, dark, love, fear, up, down, good, bad, healthy, unhealthy. Our minds are, are, have an understanding of duality and we learn in, through contrast. We learn through contrast. So our experience of fear allows us to make a conscious choice for love. Our experience of darkness inspires us to make a conscious choice for light. Our human experience is designed to have contrast, is designed to experience duality. And the ego helps us experience that. It serves us in that way. It gives us the experience of fear, doubt, confusion. 
the challenge is, as we're going along, the ego becomes this overprotective helicopter parent, constantly hovering over us, trying desperately to keep us safe, protected, to keep us from taking risks, to keep us playing small. And it becomes overwhelmingly in control. And the more we feed the ego with control, the more we empower the ego with control, the less and less we trust. The less we trust our intuition, the less we trust our divine spirit the less we trust our guidance. We move away from trust. We forget our intuitiveness. We forget to tap into our intuitive heart. We forget to trust our internal GPS. And goes convincing, hijacks us completely. It hijacks love even and disguises itself as love. It disguises itself as love and saying, come this way, I'll keep you safe. But our divine spirit says you are safe. So it's very subtle. And it requires divine discernment in those subtle ways, particularly when you have the cheerleading ego or the spiritual ego because it believes it's actually helping you. It believes it's actually serving your spiritual practice. The ego convinces itself that it's operating in your best interests becomes very convincing. very convincing. And we live these lives full of fear. And that fear is reinforced from our external environment, from other people. When our fear meets their fear, fear expands. And again, there's a lot of fear disguised as caring. But caring when you're really afraid, when the underlying energy is fear, is like sprinkling everyone with fear that you care about. So the question really becomes, how do I acknowledge my ego but not let it overtake hijack and lead my life. Because I would imagine if you're listening to this radio show, if you listen to any of my episodes or if you're just landing here now, that you are not interested in having fear take over your life. That you're interested in actually awakening to a new way of being in life where you can 
embrace your humanness, but embody your divinity to let the divine nature of the source of who you are animate your humanness. Let love animate your humanness instead of fear. Because we all know there's enough fear in the world. We don't need more fear. There's plenty. The world needs more love. The world needs more light. The world needs more empathy, compassion, understanding, unity, connection, collaboration, acceptance. Honoring our human experiences and honoring the history of humanity is essential if we're going to all heal. If we're going to heal the collective wounds of humanity, our individual wounds and our collective wounds, we need to honor our human experience. We need to honor those feelings about what happened. What happened in the past, even before you came here, because we have inherited collective wounds. We inherit the wounds and the guilt and everything else that comes along based on where we're from, based on our ethnicity. So as a white woman, I've inherited the guilt of of what white people have done to black in the past and currently still are. So I need to honor that guilt. I need to process that guilt. I don't need to project project it because if we project it, it doesn't get healed because it's over there. We're blaming someone else for how we feel. Or if we're defending that's only feeding, that's only feeding the fear and keeping it away from us. So when we can heal and feel the feelings, we can free ourselves from those past wounds. We can free ourselves from the guilt, the shame and everything else that goes along with it. The pain, the suffering, the heartache, the heartbreak. These are all part of our human experience. And we don't need to spiritually bypass them. We need to honor those human experiences. Give ourselves permission to feel them fully and to honor them in others. It's then when we meet ourselves and meet each other in our humanness that we can actually really truly embody our divinity. Those leftover buried wounds, those, that leftover dark density that we're denying within ourselves is not serving. And in fact, it's actually coming to the surface whether we want it to or not that's coming to the surface collectively for all of humanity and it's coming to the surface within us individually. So we're at a point where we have to look at it 
or it's going to create a lot more pain and suffering. So darkness is not the enemy. Pain is not the enemy. Fear is not the enemy. The ego is not the enemy. And it doesn't mean that we let those things have a stronghold over us and take over our minds and hijack us and keep us living in fear and pain and suffering. It's about honoring those experiences, witnessing them, creating space to feel the wounds, to heal the past. And at the same time, be the compassionate witness for others. There's a massive call for love right now. A massive one. And it's coming in all directions. A call for love from Mother Earth. A call for love from nature. Humanity. Everywhere. There's even a call for love within yourself. That beautiful inner child that was hurt at some point needs you to nurture and love all parts of you. And nurturing and loving all parts of you means embracing all aspects of your human experience. And that includes your ego. But embracing and honoring your ego doesn't mean it's in charge. We don't need to go around the world with a large and in charge ego. Because that feeds the super ego. Which is the collective ego, the collective fear. And when you face that, it's a big demon. It feels like a big demon. But when you really look at it, when you really honor it, when you really say, I'm okay with you being here because this is part of my human experience, it tends to dissolve. I've seen it for me, myself, and my own personal experience, and I've seen it with my clients. The ego is not as scary as we think it is. And the spiritual ego in ourselves and in others is not as scary as it portrays itself to be. And the superego looks like a big scary monster, a big force of darkness and fear and shadow. But it only has that stronghold if you believe it has a stronghold. So where do we go from here? How do we meet the ego in others with love? We begin by creating 
a level of understanding. And that's what you're doing by listening to this episode. Create a level of understanding so that you can open up space for compassion. And compassion for another person's ego doesn't mean that you tolerate it. We can honor another person's process without letting them walk all over us. We can have an understanding of someone coming from a place of fear and having a real puffed up ego. I talk about the spiritual ego having a big peacock feather tail all puffed up, feeling superior over others, judging others for, for not being awake or not being aware. But it doesn't mean we let them walk all over us. But we don't need to respond. We don't need to react from a place of defense because that's just ego again. So instead of meeting their fear with your own fear or defending yourself or protecting yourself, ask your divine spirit to show you how to stand in love, how to be the answer to the prayers of all of humanity, which is a call for love. And having an understanding, having awareness and making a conscious choice to respond instead of react will empower us to be able to meet others in their fear without adding fear. We can meet them with love and love will expand. It may not change their experience. It may not change what's happening for them, but we can hold our light. We can stand in love and we can stand strong and we can stand united. It's also essential that you look at how ego is hidden and the hidden agenda and the hidden games it's playing in the subconscious mind. And the ego game of opposites is one tool that's really effective at doing that. You can find out more about that on my website or you can find more if you search back to the previous episodes where I talked about the ego game of opposites and how the ego hijacks and creates, basically hacks our mind, embeds these crazy ego dictionary definitions that keep us looping and self-sabotage and these repeating patterns that are sabotaging patterns in our life. The more you become aware of how the ego is tricksy and cunning and a shapeshifter, the more it will empower you. And it's all about maybe being one step ahead of it or having an awareness that one day it might try this tactic and then all of a sudden you see it. Awareness is key. And you might catch it after it's had a little bit of a 
a play with you. It's hijacked you a little bit. But the sooner you catch it, the sooner you can return to holding your light, to standing solid in that choice for love, to letting your divine nature lead your life. I mentioned the ego game of opposites, the book, sorry, I mentioned the ego game of opposites, but also my book, The Evolution of the Ego is another way to really get clear about what the ego is doing and the toxic tactics that it uses, the games that it plays, the angles that it'll take, the way it evolves and shifts and changes. And how you can actually really find gratitude for it. Because it's definitely served its purpose. The challenge is at some point it takes its job way too seriously and takes over and goes running with, with fear. Driving us through fear. But even in that awareness, we can shift it. time to rise up to shine the brightest light you possibly can right now and play the role that you're meant to play whether you're a healer that's meant to play on a bigger stage whether you're a light worker that's meant to become a light leader mentoring and supporting others. Whether you're a practitioner who's meant to evolve their practice. If you're a teacher, a business owner, a mother, father, whatever whatever role you're playing in this world right now is an essential role. It's an important role. And there's people waiting to hear your message, to hear your voice in the way that you will deliver it. And you could say the exact same thing as I do. And they wouldn't hear me, but they would hear you. Because it's not only about the words, it's about the energy behind the words. It's about your humanness. Maybe how you look reminds them of someone they know. And that's comforting to them. Or maybe how you are in life bumps up against something that they're denying within themselves. And that triggers them. It brings that density closer to the awareness, closer to a level where they can see, sense, and feel it. That's essential. So will you say yes to play the role you're meant to play right now? 
we've had a course correction and there's gonna be some spiritual redirections based on that collective shift. So your part might shift, you might, it might've already shifted. You might already be feeling that there's something different you're meant to be doing, or there's something more, or there's an evolution in your business or your work. Be open, be curious, be willing, say yes. Say yes to it even if you don't know how. Say yes to it even if you don't know the details because the details will be given. In this last year, I've been given the message over and over again, kiss, keep it simple, Sue. And there's been a few times where something comes in and I feel like to run with it, I have to really stop that pattern, that habit. Because I'm a, I'm a content creator. I'm a, a creative being. I, I, things come through me. A lot of things come through me. Messages. I get insights every day. I get downloads all the time. My channel is very clear with spirit, so I get a lot of information. And in my humanness, it's easy to grasp it. And my ego wants to take it, run with it, create create stuff with it. But I keep being pointed to keep it simple, Sue. So that's what I'm doing. And I'm not totally crystal clear about the role I'm playing or meant to play moving forward. Again, I'm getting glimpses and I'm getting insights and pieces are coming in, but it requires deep trust and blind faith, which I've practiced a lot. So I'm mostly at peace, taking the steps moment by moment. Every once in a while, my mind comes in, I try and figure it out. Like for the, for instance, this radio show, the Life by Divine, the live show, I'm, I'm going to be completing the live show at the end of December. There's a new project coming in, a new podcast called The Healing Experiment. where you can actually get an experience, a felt experience of healing, not just talking about healing, but dive in and actually experience healing with every episode. But even then, I don't know where that's gonna go. I just, that's the glimpse I've been given. That's the pieces and I started to add those pieces to my website, but Our divine nature gives us the step that's in front of us and only provides us with what we need in the moment. And it's quite often we get these glimpses or these insights and then the ego takes them and runs with them. So if you're five to 10 steps ahead of where you are, chances are ego's hijacked you. It's hijacked your vision or your creation, or the idea. So in those cases, what I often do is surrender it all back over to spirit and say, okay, hold this for me. If there's something I'm to do, show me in the moment. And then I'm back in the present moment, being guided moment by moment, step by step, piece by piece. 
So these episodes are designed to help create a level of understanding at your mind, to help you unwind from fear, unwind the ego. And to really get in touch with your intuition. I would love for you to be in deep trust with your intuition. And not just when it's convenient, but with every decision. Heart-led living is every moment of life, every aspect of life. So the question is, are you willing to let the divine lead your life in every decision, in every moment? And if you need help, I can help you. I can support you. If you need mentoring, there's programs that I offer that can support you with the Intuition Academy, with my Inner Circle membership. But even in that, don't go running out and sign up for everything that you see in the world, looking for the answer, desperately seeking those answers outside yourself. Your internal GPS will actually guide you to the products, to the books, to the lessons, to the radio shows, to everything you need in the moment that you need it. So learning to trust your intuition, really divinely trust your intuition, deeply know it, would save you a lot of time and money. <laughs> saves a lot of energy because the ego is really good at wasting energy with worry and fear and confusion and uncertainty and questioning and how and why and when. It wastes a lot of time giving you extra things to do that you don't need to do really. And it wastes a lot of money, resources. So the more you are in touch with living life by divine, the more you lead with your heart, the more you trust your intuition, you trust your divinity to guide you and lead you in every moment, the more you allow your human experience to be animated by your divinity, the freer you will feel the more on purpose you will feel. It's not about looking for a life purpose. It's about feeling on purpose every moment of every day. That's what's possible for you. Feeling on purpose at the grocery store, feeling on purpose no matter what you're doing. the day-to-day -day tasks or those events or experiences where we feel like we're really creating a bigger impact, they're all essential. They all create impact, whether we realize it or not. So my invitation is for you to explore your ego, 
That includes the shadow side of your ego. I'm going to be talking about that in the next couple of weeks. Shadow side of spirituality, shadow side of the ego. It's another essential part of really learning to embrace your humanness and embody your divinity. Authentically embody your divinity. So I want to thank you for tuning in and being here each week. And the episodes are going to continue until the end of December. After that, I may do an episode here and there. You can stay in touch with me on my, on my website so that you're, you'll stay informed as to what's coming. So if you go to heartledliving.com, heartledliving.com, or you can join the Heart Yes Movement on Facebook a private group. I will keep you informed that way. But just know that there's a lot of tools out there. There's a lot of opportunities to help you create a level of understanding that you need to empower you, to inspire you, all of which will impact change on a global scale, all of which will lead to our healing individually and collectively. So I'm honored to be part of your healing journey. I'm honored to be part of this human experience with you. In whatever capacity I'm meant to, and in your heart, you know, if you're meant to work with me, if you're meant to dive deeper, you'll know if you're meant to go back and listen to all 90, we're not 96 episodes now, you'll know, you'll be guided. Follow those breadcrumbs. Trust. Trust your divine nature to guide you and lead you in every moment. I love you. I appreciate you. I see you. I honor you. Until next week. Love and blessings. You've been listening to Life by Divine with your host, Sue DeMay. Shift your consciousness from head to heart and enliven your soul as you discover how to lead with your heart and live your own life by divine. Join Sue in the growing global heart-led living community at heartledliving.com. That is heartledliving.com.